Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Complete Game Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Guerin, and today on my own, I'm going to break down some fantasy football coverage. So today on the episode, we're going to talk about winners and losers uh, fantasy football-wise after the NFL draft. We're going to talk about the AFC East division. We're going to talk about who's a winner for fantasy, who's a loser for fantasy. Um, It's going to be veterans only. So no rookies in this. Uh, there will be some rookie coverage post-NFL draft, uh, maybe next week or coming up in the next few weeks. So today we're going to dive into who won, who lost, who benefited from the NFL draft, uh, who was a big loser from the NFL draft, and this is going to be for the AFC East division. So Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, and New York Jets. So let's get right into it. Uh, let's not waste any time, and here we go. So, first of all, we're going to start with the Buffalo Bills, and we're going to go through winners first. So, we're going to talk about winners for each team, and then we're going to go ahead and talk about losers for each team. So, starting out with the Buffalo Bills, a big winner is quarterback Josh Allen. So, the reason Josh Allen is a big winner after the NFL draft is he gets another running back in Zach Moss who can catch out of the backfield, which will help him a lot. Uh, It'll keep pressure away, keep pressure off of him, hopefully. And he got Stefan Diggs, uh, even though even though the Bills had to spend up for him a little bit. Uh, another dynamic, fast playmaker for Josh Allen will definitely help him. Uh, those are really going to help him be a better passer. Diggs is a good separator. He gets open. So Josh Allen is a big winner. And I know Stefan Diggs wasn't a draft pick, but technically they traded a pick this year for him. So we're going to count him in this after the NFL draft. Uh, Josh Allen is a big winner. Josh Allen gets Isaiah Hodgins from Oklahoma State, 6'4", 210, uh, great red zone weapon. He can high point the ball. Uh, his size allows him to be a threat in the red zone, which the Buffalo Bills don't really have. So maybe he can help out Josh Allen in the red zone, throw some more touchdowns. And then they added a fourth receiver, uh, Gabriel Davis, who's probably going to be the number four, 6'2", 215, basically perfect size. Uh, 72 catches, 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns this year at University of Central Florida. And um, he came out early, which is a big deal. He's not a senior. He's not a senior coming out. He came out early, so that means he thinks he can play. And a lot of guys that come out early are usually better than seniors. It might take him a year or two to get better, but I definitely think he will help Josh Allen going forward in the future. And Josh Allen is a huge winner from the draft just because he got a lot more weapons. And the Buffalo Bills have have now given him more weapons with Diggs, John Brown, and Cole Beasley, along with our next big winner, Dawson Knox. So Dawson Knox was a rookie last year. He had some some good flashes. He had some issues with drops. But he did have some big plays uh, throughout the season Um, as a rookie. He's very athletic. He has really good athletic testing numbers. And the only competition he's really dealing with is veteran Tyler Croft and another rookie who was a seventh-round pick, uh, Sweeney, Tommy Sweeney. So Dawson Knox is a huge winner from the NFL draft because they didn't draft any tight ends. Uh, He's extremely athletic. He had those flashes last year, and they didn't bring anybody in to compete with him. So he has a chance to be the starting tight end again next year and take another step forward. And another winner for the Bills, Kind of Cole Beasley, not not really um, huge winner. He's not like a ginormous winner, but with Diggs and John Brown on the outside uh, with their speed, uh, it's going to open up a lot underneath 
for Cole Beasley. Uh, he had, I think, his second uh, career high in targets last year. Might have been his career high in targets. I think he went over 100 targets. Um, I don't know if he's going to get that again with Diggs and Brown taking targets now, but he could be due for a pretty big season in terms of yards per reception. He could dominate the intermediate area and not just be a check down, but be towards the middle of the field and get some intermediate passing. So next we're going to go into the Miami Dolphins winners. So the fantasy Miami Dolphins winners are all are basically every single uh, player on the Miami Dolphins offense gets a boost. Pretty much everyone is a winner. Um, they only drafted one wide receiver in the seventh round, so that's not really anything too crazy. Uh, Devontae Parker, we finally saw him break out last year with 1,200 yards. He had 130 targets, and I think we found out that Parker just needs to get the targets to be a pretty good receiver. So with Fitzpatrick, uh, gunslinger, he's probably going to be the starter for at least the first couple games, and we'll see how that goes. But if he has Fitzpatrick, he's probably going to be good again. He's going to get the ball. Uh, Fitzpatrick's going to throw the ball up in those 50-50 scenarios. And it remains to be seen what Parker will do with Tua, but with Fitzpatrick, he's definitely going to be good. Uh, he's definitely going to be good again. And, and then we got Preston Williams, who's also a winner. Preston Williams was an undrafted rookie last year. And Preston Williams had 60-plus yards in half of his games as the as the undrafted rookie. Um, he's pretty mu he pretty much solidified himself as the number two already in his rookie year. He only played eight games, had that ACL tear, but he did show some really good things for being undrafted. And with only a seventh round seventh round rookie drafted to Miami, uh, he's likely to be in two wide receiver sets again this year, and could be a pretty solid fantasy asset in the late rounds of your draft. Uh, especially with Ryan Fitzpatrick, like we just said, um, Gunslinger will throw the ball around, not afraid to throw the ball into tight windows. So Preston Williams could be solid again next year if he recovers from that ACL tear. Mike Gesicki, uh, the tight end from Penn State, going into his third season. Uh, Gesicki is extremely athletic. He has some of the best athletic testing numbers the combine has seen for the tight end position almost more of a wide receiver he had some pretty he had some pretty decent games last year um i don't think anybody out there would say he was a consistent fantasy starter but tight ends it takes a little longer to break out it's harder for them to get acclimated to the league and his his freshman year his first year in the league his rookie season he was really bad he was awful he didn't do anything at all uh this last season his second year he improved tremendously he got a lot better and going into his third year, we expect him to take another step forward. And he's one of those guys that all it takes is one big play with his athleticism to make his fantasy week worth it. So we like what he has to offer this year in his third season. Um, they didn't draft any tight ends either. So Mike Gesicki will be the starting tight end again in 2020. Hopefully we have a season for him to play. And hopefully we have 2020 season for all these guys to play uh, in the NFL. But yeah, Mike Kosicki, uh, no tight ends drafted, very athletic. Uh, he hopefully will take a step forward in 2020. Um, he's got Fitzpatrick now, and they didn't draft any other receivers or tight ends, so he's going to be on the field most of the time. Uh, next winner, Jordan Howard and Matt Breida. Both of them are winners after the NFL draft. Everybody thought the Miami Dolphins were going to take uh, – 
DeAndre Swift or something like that, someone like that. Uh, Dobbins, uh, one of those guys in the first round or the second round, and they didn't end up taking any running backs, but they did trade for Matt Breida from the San Francisco 49ers. And if you look at the numbers, uh, Jordan Howard actually wasn't that bad last year, the fantasy numbers. Um, He was consistently getting like 10 or more fantasy points, which isn't that terrible. Um, He wasn't great, but he actually wasn't doing that terrible last year. And now he's probably going to get the early down work since they didn't draft anybody else. So he's probably going to get the early down work. Um, Caitlin Balazs is probably going to be out abysmal last year, only like two-something yards per carry. Uh, Caitlin Balazs is going to be out. And Matt Breida, since they invested the fifth-round pick in him, um, he's probably going to be the third down change of pace, uh, speed back. It's it's gonna it's looking that way. Uh, Matt Breida has great speed, but he's lacking in size. He's under 200 pounds. And when you're under 200 pounds, uh, it's hard to stay healthy. It's hard to take hits when you're small. So Matt Breida will be the change of pace, speed back. Uh, he's consistently been one of the highest yards per carry guys in the NFL when healthy. And these guys, these two are huge winners because Miami drafted four offensive linemen. So when you draft that many offensive linemen and you sure up the offensive line, your running game is going to get helped. Your quarterbacks will get helped. Your quarterbacks will have more time to throw. And then that will lead to your receivers being better as well. So because they invested heavily in the offensive line, Miami, all their players on the offense are pretty much big winners. Um, the only real losers, which we'll get into later, are just like Caitlin Balazs and Patrick Laird, two guys who played last year because there was nothing else there. New England Patriots winners, uh, moving on to the Patriots. Uh, no more Tom Brady. So nobody's a really nobody's really a huge winner. Everybody takes a small hit. But Sony Michelle and James White are still winners. Uh, New England didn't draft any running backs in a pretty stacked running back class. They didn't draft any running backs. And going with Jarrett Stidham, who we don't know uh, what he has. We don't know what he has to offer yet, uh, which means the Patriots, Bill Belichick, will likely lean a lot heavier on the run game. Uh, they'll rely on the defense to win them games. Um, they're not gonna. They're probably not going to pass as much, and they're going to rely on that defense that they shirt up in the draft too. So if they're going to rely on the defense, they're going to be running heavy, keeping the ball away from other teams. Um, They also drafted two tight ends, and drafting tight ends also help in the run game with the blocking. Um, So Sony Michelle and James White, uh, don't count them out yet. Sony Michelle uh, could be a a late value in drafts. He was really, really bad last year, but he still has that touchdown upside. And uh, both of them are, are pretty much winners from this draft because... There's no one really of consequence. Damian Harris from Alabama didn't get on the field at all last year um, as a rookie. He might this year, so that could hurt Michelle and James White. But for now, they're winners from the draft, uh, especially with what the game script is going to look like with Patriots mostly running the ball with an unproven quarterback. The next winner would be Nikhil Harry, last year rookie from Arizona State. Missed almost all the season uh, his rookie year with an injury. Um, Nikhil Harry, uh, I'm a huge fan of Nikhil Harry's. He has above average athleticism. He has great size. Um, he's dynamic. He does a lot of things in the running game. He's good at high pointing the ball. And one of his big weaknesses is everyone says he's not good at separating from corners and DBs. 
So we'll have to see. Hopefully Jarrett Stidham is going to be a risk taker, more a risk taker than Brady, and try and put the ball in his hands. And they didn't draft any receivers either. So Harry has a chance to be the number one outside receiver with Edelman in the slot. So Harry hasn't given up, or uh, excuse me, Bill Belichick hasn't given up on Harry yet. And Harry's likely to be the outside receiver. Uh, Him and Sanu will be on the outside most likely with Edelman in the slot. And of course, Edelman will also get some outside work as well. But since the Patriots didn't draft any receivers, Nikhil Harry is a big winner. Um, He was hurt all last year, so we'll have to see what he does healthy. Hopefully he can stay healthy. And I'm hoping Jarrett Stidham can put the ball in his hands. And finally, a winner for the New England Patriots is Jarrett Stidham himself. Um, Stidham's going to be the starter as of now. They haven't looked into Cam Newton or any other veterans. Uh, They have Brian Hoyer, but it's looking like Stidham is the starter right now. So um, everybody's hating on Stidham. Everyone says the Patriots offense is going to be really bad. But don't count out Bill Belichick. Um, If you're in some sort of 2QB league, uh, stash him on your bench. Stash stash Stidham. Uh, You have no idea how good Nikhil Harry can be. Uh, Nikhil Harry could be a fantastic receiver. Edelman's still there. They still have White in the passing game to dump the ball off to. Stidham wasn't that bad at uh, Auburn in the SEC. Uh, He had over 3,000 yards in a season. He's not that bad. He's a decent quarterback, but we don't know what he's going to have in the NFL. He did good in the SEC, which bodes well for NFL success. But quarterback success is so hard to predict now that we don't know. But I trust uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, Bill Belichick um, showed faith in Stidham, didn't draft any quarterbacks, didn't sign any quarterbacks other than bringing back veteran Brian Hoyer. So it looks like Belichick trusts Stidham enough to hand him the reins. And this late in Belichick's coaching career, he's about age 70 now, um, I can't see the Patriots tanking for someone like Trevor Lawrence. I just don't see it happening. They still have a fantastic defense. They still have Gilmore. They still have one of the best defenses in the league. And they drafted a lot of defenders this year to replace other uh, guys that left in free agency. So I still don't see the Patriots as being a team that's going to lose or tank. Um, We'll see what Belichick does. But as of right now, it looks like he's trusting Stidham to be the starter going forward. And a quarterback in the Bill Belichick offense could be good in fantasy. Uh, Brady was a six-round draft pick. And Stidham was drafted higher than that. Stidham was a higher round draft pick than that. So if a six-rounder in Brady can be good in a Belichick offense, there's no reason why Jarrett Stidham, successful quarterback in the SEC with higher draft capital, can be good in the Belichick offense as well. So I don't think it's fair that he's getting counted out. Moving on to the New York Jets. A big winner for the Jets is Le'Veon Bell. I know all fantasy owners were really, really angry with him last year, but here's the thing. He played almost every snap the whole season. He didn't come off the field, and he was extremely inefficient, which people are angry with, but he's getting the opportunity on fantasy football. We care about the opportunity. Um, Opportunity is the king in fantasy football, so if he's getting all the touches again, um, he's going to be fantasy relevant. And they shirt up the offensive line. They drafted one in the first round offensive tackle. I think they signed four offensive linemen in free agency. Um, Not any significant names. They're probably below average guys. But since they signed offensive linemen, those offensive linemen can compete. 
Uh, they can make each other work harder, battle, and signing guys is probably going to be an improvement over what they had last year. So any improvement in the Jets' offense at all is going to make Le'Veon Bell better. And with that um, that touch share, the amount of touches and snaps that he gets, any improvement in the offensive line in that offense is going to make him even better in fantasy. So even if you draft him in the third, uh, maybe fourth round of your leagues, um, he, he's, I think he's definitely going to return some value this year. Um, he's really going underrated after last year, what he did with the Jets. And now the offensive line's better. They have some better receivers to keep defenders honest so they can't stack the box against him. Uh, DBs are going to be more worried about the threats on the outside. And now the offensive line's better. They're going to have a little better blocking for him this year. And I think he's going to make a, a slightly better improvement. Um, he's not going to be Steelers-level Bell, but he's definitely going to be better than he was last year. And last year he was going in the first round of drafts. So I think if you can get him in the third, uh, early fourth round this year, you're getting a pretty decent value. He's going to probably give you running back two numbers. Next uh, big winner from the Jets, Jamison Crowder. So basically uh, same reason as Cole Beasley from the Bills. Um, Jamison Crowder is going to be working underneath in the slot. Uh, last year he had to play outside all the time because the Jets didn't have anybody else. And now you have Perriman and rookie Denzel Mims on the outside. Two big play threats, uh, very fast. They both run 4-3, 4-4 numbers. Uh, they're big 50-50 ball guys. They can stretch the field, high yards per carry, uh, jump ball guys. And with them stretching the field with both of their speed, uh, Crowder's going to be underneath to reap the benefits in the intermediate areas, just like Cole Beasley. And Crowder actually had a decent fantasy season last year. Uh, he helped a lot of fantasy, mostly daily fantasy, guys that can slot him into their lineups. Uh, but he, he did have some big weeks. He got a lot of targets, like almost 140 targets around that area. Might be a little more, might be a little less. I'm not 100% sure on the number. But he had a lot of targets last year, and he's probably going to get a lot of targets in the slot last year. Uh, Sam Darnold's not afraid to throw the ball into tight windows and try and get his guys the ball. Another big winner for the Jets uh, is the quarterback, Sam Darnold. Offensive line's improved. He has Perriman. He has Denzel Mims, who I like a lot. And he has Crowder. The offensive line's better. So uh, Darnold should see better numbers this year uh, with more weapons and better blocking. And then another winner is Ryan Griffin or Chris Herndon, whichever one is going to be the starter. Uh, Chris Herndon was fantastic as a rookie, and then last year it got suspended, and then he was hurt all season. So if Chris Herndon can come back and be healthy, Chris Herndon could be a winner in this offense as well. Uh, the better offensive line, it'll allow Donald more time to throw, and Herndon could benefit from this as well. Or Ryan Griffin, whichever one is the starter. Um, I like Herndon better. Herndon's a little more... Uh, athletic. He, he showed a little bit more. Ryan Griffin's just kind of a guy. He's just kind of there. But uh, Herndon can be healthy and seize that role. Herndon could be a super, super late um, tiny, uh, tight end breakout candidate. So moving on to draft losers, fantasy losers from post-NFL draft. So Buffalo Bills were looking at Devin Singletary as a big loser. So last year in 2019 as a rookie, Devin Singletary only got, I think, two goal line carries. He didn't have many goal line carries at all. And Josh Allen, being almost 240 pounds, he's 6'4", 6'5", 
Josh Allen had a lot of runs inside the 10-yard line um, uh, near the goal line. They like to run quarterback sweeps, quarterback powers with Josh Allen or have him just jump over the line with his huge arms, uh, his, his lengthy arms. They're going to have uh, Devin Singletary not in there as much with the goal line work. Uh, you saw Frank Gore get a lot of touches down by the goal line. Now you have Zach Moss, the rookie from Utah, who's almost 230 pounds. Um, he's a big boy. Zach Moss is massive. And Zach Moss can command a huge workload because he's so big. He can bounce off defenders. He can take hits because he's big. He's large. He's a huge body. And uh, Zach Moss is actually, uh, he has two 30 reception seasons. I think it was actually 28 and 29, but still will round up to 30. So that shows he can catch the football out of the backfield. And that's going to hurt Singletary as well because Singletary did a lot of the catching out of the backfield last year for the Bills. And now Zach Moss is going to take some uh, passes. He's going to take some targets, and he's going to take some goal line work. So Devin Singletary doesn't really have much fantasy upside at this point unless Zach Moss were to get hurt, or maybe if Josh Allen got hurt and they had to go to another quarterback and rely heavier on the run game. Um, I don't like Singletary at his ADP in the in the fifth round. I think he's at right now. Um, Zach Moss getting drafted hurts them hurts him a ton uh, because. Devin Singletary is tiny. He's only 200 pounds. Uh, that helps him break, break away from defenders because he's tiny. He's hard to grab onto. He, he gets lost behind the line a lot of the times. But when you're that small, uh, you're prone to injury. Devin Singletary, he had already had a hamstring injury last year uh, when the Bills tried to give him the reins to the backfield and phase out Gore. And I think that's why they went to Gore a lot more than people wanted, and especially Bills fans wanted. But it's because Singletary... Uh, we don't know if he's going to be able to hold up. Uh, as soon as he got that bigger workload, 20-plus touches, he got injured. And he's he's almost 20, 25 pounds smaller than Moss. So now Moss is going to be the bigger guy. He's less prone to injury. And Singletary could be more prone to injury being smaller. So Singletary's a big loser because he's not getting any goal line work, and he's going to have targets siphoned away now too. And... Now you have Stefan Diggs, and even more targets are probably going to go downfield as opposed to dumping off uh, Josh Allen to throw down the field, take a shot guy. He's not a dump-off guy, so that, or, uh, Devin Singletary is going to be hurt big time by that because he's, he's not going to have as many targets, and he's not going to have any goal line work. So he's not going to have targets, and he's not going to have catches, and he's not going to have touchdowns. So there's not really much fantasy upside there. But he did show some really, really good things, high yards per carry, um, I think he had 4.9 or around 5 yards per carry as a rookie, which is fantastic. So we'll see, but I don't really like him right now for fantasy. But if Zach Moss were to ever get injured, um, as a Bills fan, I know Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, the GM and head coach, like to take time with their rookies. Uh, they like to slowly bring the rookies along. So maybe uh, the first half of the season, Devin Singletary does see a lot of work and does see a high workload and is fantasy relevant for the first half of the season. And then another loser for the Bills, um, it might not be a loss. Um, it's remained to be seen what's going to happen with John Brown. John Brown had 120 targets last year. He was the alpha number one for the, for the Bills. He sparked that offense. He made them much better offense from the year before that. Um, he's fast. Uh, he's a veteran. He knows how to get around defenders. He knows how to get open. He really helped Josh Allen a lot last year. 
and he could be a loser because of Diggs. He he probably won't see 120 targets again because Diggs is there. But last year, John Brown being the number one in Buffalo, he had to see number one coverage. He got number one corner coverage. And now with Diggs in town, he might not see that number one coverage anymore. So it could help him, but it remains to be seen. Uh, he's probably going to get number two coverage now, but he won't see as many targets. Moving forward to Miami, uh, the big losers for Miami, as mentioned earlier, uh, Patrick Laird. Patrick Laird was mostly a third down receiving back, showed some great receiving skills last year for Miami. Um, Laird is a big loser because they traded for Brita. Uh, Laird is an undrafted guy. So uh, bringing in Brita, who has draft capital, or they invested a draft pick in him, uh, Brita is likely to get the third down role. And Patrick Laird's likely to be phased out unless Brita gets injured, which is possible. Uh, Brita's been injured a lot in his career. Uh, he's a smaller guy, like we said earlier. So Laird's a loser for now unless Brita gets injured, which is possible. So keep Laird on your radar for fantasy this year. In PPR leagues, could be a pass catcher if Brita ever got injured. And could be that change of pace guy to Jordan Howard should Brita get injured. Kaywin Balaj, huge loser. Um, Balazs is likely to get cut or just never play this year. Um, he was really bad last year, only in the twos for yards per carry, which is horrendous. Um, the only reason he had any fantasy value last year at all, because he was pretty much the, the only back there in a tank season. So he's likely to not even play anymore or get cut or, or something along the lines of that. But he's a loser. You won't see him in the offense at all this year, most likely. And then... Another rookie last year, Miles Gaskin, who's actually who actually uh, is a pretty decent player. He has pretty decent athleticism, was decent in college. Uh, Miles Gaskin likely to get phased out now too. He doesn't have any draft capital, and now he's probably going to get phased out for Howard and Brita. So moving on to the Patriots, the New England Patriots fantasy football losers this year. Um, pretty much everybody's going to take a hit without Brady, uh, most likely. Um, I don't see a scenario in which anyone is getting better except for Nikhil Harry and Michelle, maybe. But James White, definitely going to take a hit. Less targets. Uh, Edelman, definitely going to take a hit. Less targets. No more connection with Brady. No more 150 target seasons, probably. Uh, the Patriots could be a run-first team, run-heavy team. So James White, Edelman targets will definitely fall. Um, Michelle could benefit. Uh, we'll see. Um, Damian Harris could benefit, but for the most part, almost everyone on this offense is, is a, loses in some capacity. I wouldn't call them uh, big losers. I wouldn't call them huge losers, but everyone's going to lose in some capacity except for maybe Nikhil Harry, who could get Stidham. That might be a little more risk-heavy. That will try and get him the ball and throw the ball in tight windows, and possibly Michelle, but this offense is probably going to take a hit. Um, like I talked about a little earlier, I don't think it's fair to completely write off Stidham yet, but for now, uh, we got to be safe. We got to be risk averse, um, from an analytical fantasy point of view, and we have to expect a drop off in the Patriots offense this year. And then finally, New York Jets, uh, no, no real loser at all fantasy wise. Um, I have written down in my notes here. There's, there's really no loser in the Jets offense. Um, Robbie Anderson's gone. He gets replaced by Denzel Mims. You have Perriman on the outside, Crowder in the slot, B 
Bell and Darnold uh, get an offensive line upgrade. No tight ends to replace Griffin or Herndon. So there's really no losers at all in this offense. Upgrading the offensive line helps everybody. Uh, helps the run game. It helps the quarterback uh, have more time to throw. Helps receivers get open. Uh, shoring up the offensive line. It's, I'm a huge advocate for that. It's one of the best things you can do for a team. Uh, sure up that offensive line. It's going to help your entire offense get better. And the Jets did that. They made the offensive line better. It's still not a great offensive line, but it's better, and any improvement helps at all. So there's really no loser. Uh, nobody significant was brought in to take anything away from Crowder or Perriman or Mims or Bell. Uh, they did draft LaMichael P. Ryan, who's a pass catcher in the draft, but I don't see him doing anything. He's like a 4-6-40 guy. Um, he just catches passes out of the backfield. I don't really see that doing any damage to Bell, really. Um, they did bring in Frank Gore. I don't see him um, doing much. Maybe takes away one or two touchdowns this year, but I really don't see them taking away too much. Um, there's really no loser in the Jets offense fantasy-wise. Uh, Jets offense should improve. Um, I don't know how great they're going to be, but they improved the offensive line, so the whole offense should improve slightly a little bit and there's really no fantasy losers for them all right that's the afc east uh fantasy football winners and losers i'm your host casey guerin tune into the next episode when we talk about the afc north division we're going to go through every division after uh the nfl draft so post nfl draft uh going forward we're going to talk about every division in football the fantasy football winners, fantasy football losers, which players won, which players lost, uh, who's helped, who got hurt uh, fantasy-wise. And yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to tune into the next episode. I'm going to try and get that done as soon as possible. Thank you for listening in. Subscribe to the podcast. Give a five-star rating and be sure to share on social media. Uh, thank you so much for your time and we'll see you next time.